You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand, and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hello, and welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Um, We are going to talk about something today that we're pretty excited about. Um, Chris, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Gina, today we're going to talk about newsletters because so many of you have discovered this podcast because you're part of our newsletter. And if you are, thank you so much. We just love the fact that you're reading the newsletters we sent out. We hope they're helpful. And we kind of know they are because honestly, we get a really good open rate. A lot of you, you love what we're sending out. Um, probably helps that we're sending out a bunch of free stuff, right? And a bunch of, and it's been fun. And, and I think we just try to be ourselves in it, which we're going to talk a little bit about the, in this episode. Um, uh, but we also have noticed that a lot of authors don't have newsletters. And I think that's a huge mistake, especially after we've gotten ours off the ground. We've seen our newsletter has been just hugely helpful to building our authorship, right? And our author business, getting to uh, stay in touch with people and that sort of thing. But it hasn't always been that way, has it? No, it has not. And, And before we get into the pitfalls and what we have done wrong so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that we did, um, we... I want to define what a newsletter is, because when you say newsletter to me, my mind goes to those little uh, pieces of of mailers that you get in the mail that are junk mail (laughs) that trifold and then half fold. It's basically like two pieces of paper that are half folded and then trifolded and they're mailed through the, the post office. And that is not what we're talking about. That is an old... I'm probably dating myself here, but uh, that is an old way of thinking about newsletters. Newsletters today are emails that you receive from companies, organizations, individuals that really can be as simple as an email itself, just a simple email but there is a point to it. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of you, if you've received newsletters from businesses, you know how they are. They look like little mini catalogs, right? Or they or like they point to a blog or something like that. And sometimes they look very uh, corporate. And Gina and I tried that, right? When we first were starting with our writing momentum newsletter, we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna make it this really cool newsletter that's gonna have a whole bunch of stuff on it and a bunch of links to things about writing all over the web and that'll be cool and it'll be like this great resource. And we sent it out and we found out that pretty much no one read it, right? No one was opening, no one was clicking on any of the links. And we realized it's because that's not what our audience wanted from us, was it? Yeah, that was a curated newsletter. We were curating stories from around the web. And let me tell you, there was a lot of work that went into those emails. A lot. And the whole thing crashed and burned. All that work, and it was for nothing. So we simplified. And that's why this issue of this podcast is called Don't Be Afraid of a Simple Newsletter. Because that's what we found was that simpler was better for us. Now, we know other industries, other businesses that use a curated newsletter or they use something much more elaborate than what we are now using that work well for them. I'm trusting that they're working well for them. They hold seminars on why they work so well for them. Right, And we attended some of those seminars, didn't we? We sure did. We bought into it at the beginning. But we have found that an email newsletter with a simple one message per issue succeeded much better 
Yeah, much, and I, much better. You know, you know, I think part of the reason is is because it doesn't feel like a newsletter. And it really isn't. I mean, when we email our audience, if you will, <laughs> when we send out an email newsletter, really all we're doing is sending out an email um, just from us, right? It's just an email, but it is sent out to a lot of people. But it's just a simple email. There's no, hardly ever do we ever put any fancy graphics in there. In fact, we got away from doing all that stuff. And right now, it's just kind of like, hey, we're just typing out an email. We're sending it out to the people who said, yes, they want to hear from us. And um, it makes for a much clearer understanding of our message. And it uh, seems to ring true a little better, doesn't it? I think it does. I think it helps people understand who we are, but it also keeps the message very clear. I mentioned that the newsletter has one message. So we're not talking about a lot of different things. We're not talking about how we're feeling, what we're doing, where we're going, and how we're doing something. And which is what our curated newsletter had more of. It had tech information, it had marketing information, it had latest news releases from around the web. And what we found was by keeping it simple, people were very clear about what, why we were emailing them. Yeah, they knew. It, it's not that we don't include those things today. We might still go ahead and send out an email about some story we read or about some new product we have coming out, new book or something like that. But the point is we're not trying to be all things for all people in that, right? We're just going ahead and saying, hey, this is what we want to tell our audience about this week. And if, if they are an audience that is interested in what you're saying, um, they're going to go ahead and keep their subscriptions going. They're going to open it. And just as an example, our emails, we talked to in, in one of our earlier podcasts, um, I think it was, let's see, episode... Um uh, episode, let's see, five, we talked about how we tripled our email open rates. Um, well, we, we did several things that helped those open rates open. But one of the things that we did was we just started making this thing simpler, right? We just started being more real. And that really, really helped. And by simple, we were more real, but we were also very specific about why we were sending it yeah. out each time. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing also that is so important is consistency. Knowing that your readers and your your viewers can know what to expect, but they also know when to expect. They know that every week they're going to get something from you or every two weeks. I wouldn't go beyond every two weeks when you start a newsletter. I wouldn't go beyond every other week. If you can, once a week. But I also wouldn't go every day. I personally don't like it when I get tons of emails from places i will unsubscribe pretty quickly because i don't have time for that yeah so i want it to be i want there to be a good reason why people are contacting me yeah that's exactly right make and and you don't want to overburden people you want to make it just enough and we found for our audience for for those of you who subscribe to our newsletter you tend to like hearing from us about once a week uh the other thing that everyone seems to really like is just hearing the authenticity in our voice, right? In our in our old newsletter, <laughs> we tried to have this more of kind of a newsy voice, right? To say, hey, here's what's going on in the world. Now, we just write the newsletters. They're just fun. They're totally us. Uh, we might crack a joke or a pun in it. We might just, uh, you know, whatever we want. We just be ourselves. And that authenticity, it really comes across. So for you, it might be a little silly or it might be more business. It's whatever your voice is. It's different for every person. But what you want to do is just make sure that yourself comes out in that email. Well, and I would keep that in mind also if you are writing 
specifically, think about who your reader is. And we do have a sheet on our website. I highly recommend it, is identifying your reader. And I'll put the, we can put the show notes down below. We can put a link to it. But identifying who your reader is and thinking about that person so that when you're writing your newsletter, you are considering who it is that you're writing to and why they are reading what you're sending them. So if you're writing about overcoming grief, then you're going to have a totally different tone in that than someone who is talking about, you know, having fun with your teenagers. Those are going to be two different audiences and they're going to have two different messages and two different tones. And that's really what I'm talking about is your tone of your, um, of your newsletter. It it depends on your personality too. You want your personality to come through. Um, it always, when it doesn't ring true, it comes comes across so clearly. Yeah. So, So here's, here's a key thought to remember. Your newsletter is not about sales, right? It's about building a relationship. You want to build a relationship with your audience. Something that we have started to do that we really like is we ask our audience questions and ask them to respond. And we make sure that everyone who responds to us, we respond back to them, right? We want to build a relationship back and forth to really get to know the people who we're emailing and who uh, enjoy hearing from us. And we enjoy hearing from them too. And it's made some really great connections. So just remember that it's about relationship first. And really, if you've taken any of the marketing courses that I've done before on uh, for authors, you'll hear me say it's not about marketing. Marketing today is about building a relationship relationship and that's really what it's all about but the uh, the effect or kind of the overflow of that relationship is that if you have a book that you're trying to sell if people really connect with you there are and and they're getting your newsletter there are going to be sales and yeah. so I always think of that line from Arrested Development. If you've never seen the TV show Arrested Development. It's great writing. Great writing. Chris and I have laughed many times with that one. But there's at one point where the dad says, there's money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. There's always money. And of course, the banana stand burns and they (laughs) discover that what burned was actually money that that was lining the walls. And I bring that up because newsletters are an important part of your of the marketing of your book and of the branding of you as a writer and we've even heard from and met authors who ha- who don't have large lists but they have said I know when I write a book that if I can get it to my list I will make money on my book period And they know on what they can expect and they do not have large lists at all, but they have enough that they are full-time writers and full-time fiction writers or nonfiction writers, whatever. Yeah. We know someone who um, sends out emails. She has under a thousand people on her email list and yet she's making six figures a year, largely from that audience because they're a very dedicated audience. So don't think that you have to have an email list of 20, 30, 40,000 people before you can make a difference. Yeah. I know some of the gurus out there, like they all have that and they encourage you to get big, big numbers. Uh, We believe the tighter your email list is, right? The smaller it is, the more they are people who really want to hear from you, the better off you'll be. 
Well, and it also, we'll get into this with another podcast, but it does also help you with deliverability of getting your email into their inbox rather than their spam folders. Yeah. So yeah. we'll talk about that in another one because that's more the technical side. But what do you recommend, Chris, for the person who says, I don't have an email list yet. I don't even know where to start. What do I do? Yeah. So most authors that uh, I work with when I help them with their websites, uh, we start by using a software called, it's an online app called MailerLite. Okay. If you've ever heard of MailChimp, it's kind of like MailChimp, but MailChimp is uh, really not the way to go anymore. <laughs> most people like moving to MailerLite because MailerLite allows you to have a thousand people on your list before they start charging you anything so it's a free way to start an email list you can maybe go for you know a year or so before you ever have to start paying for it and it's it's so easy to use it's one of the easiest platforms I've ever used uh, we'll have the link for that in the show notes it's called MailerLite a lot of authors who are a little more established and they want to do some fancy stuff, they use ConvertKit. ConvertKit is, uh, it has a lot of power behind it. It's a little more difficult to use than MailerLite because of all that power, but it's also a very solid uh, solution. And then Gina and I personally use an app called GitGist, which we'll also put the list of that in our, um, in our show notes. And we like it because not only does it have some of those fancy features for about the same price, but it also has a little bot that goes on your website that you can chat in with people who stop by your website and it'll email, let you email back and forth. And I use that all the time whenever someone stops by writingmomentum.com and has a quick question. So Chris, I'm gonna put you back on the spot. Can you recap for us today? Sure, okay, so here we go. So we talked about how Gina and I crashed and burned with our uh, curated newsletter before because what we discovered was that just wasn't what our audience wanted. What our audience wanted was just to hear from us. So now we just send out general simple emails which we call our newsletter because we send it out on a regular basis. And that's what's important is to be consistent, right? Send out an email on a regular basis basis. That's more important than wowing your audience. Also, you want to be very authentic. Your voice, your tone is important. It's better than being perfect. Just be yourself. And remember that this is all about relationship. Marketing today is about relationship. It's not about trying to sell them with you know everything you've got. But that said, if your mail, if the people on your mailing list are dedicated to you generally, if you let them know you've got a new book coming out or something else, that's you'll you'll end up getting a lot of sales because of that. So it definitely benefits you to have the mailing list. And then I've put some links of some. Um, apps that we like in the show notes, namely MailerLite, ConvertKit, and GitGist. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Writing Momentum for Don't Be Afraid of a Simple Newsletter. If you have any questions about newsletters, about what we're doing, about the journey that we've gone through uh, with crashing and burning to discovering <laughs> some insights with that, please go ahead and email us. You can go to writingmomentum.com. We do have a form there that you can fill out and we get those, we answer them personally, and we are happy to hear from you. And until next time, we hope that your writing always has momentum and that you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Um, we're so thankful for the people who have found it valuable. We are getting feedback from people all the time telling us that this is helping them in their writing journey. We definitely want that for you. And again, if you have any questions, something you'd like us to talk about on this podcast, be sure to 
send that to us at our website, writingmomentum.com. And until then, again, we hope your writing always has momentum. See you next Wednesday. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum. Hey, writer. One of the questions we get asked most often is, how do I get an editor or an agent to pay attention to my manuscript? Or sometimes, how do I get readers to buy my book? And that's why we put together a free PDF called How to Get Noticed by Agents, Editors, and Readers. Inside, you'll find 10 quick tips that are really strong to help give you the edge you need. If that sounds like something you'd like, download the free PDF at writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed. That's writingmomentum.com slash getnoticed and give your writing momentum.